Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Father Jeff Kirby. He is a doctor of sacred theology of the Papal Missionaries of Mercy. He is a pastor of Our Lady of Grace Parish in Indian Land, South Carolina. Father is also an adjunct professor of theology at Belmont Abbey College and a senior contributor at the Crux News site. He's also an author of several books, including the one we're going to discuss today, A Journey to Mount Carmel, A Nine-Day Preparation for the Investiture of the Brown Scapular of Our Lady from Sophia Press Institute. Father, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Deacon. It's good to be on your show. Uh, you know, we were talking just before we went on, you know, with all the craziness in this world, and not only in the world, even within the church, uh, there's no greater place to turn than to Our Lady to help guide us to her son, is there? Amen. And then exactly, we can look at the world and the uncertainty and ambiguity, like the widespread confusion, and we can turn to Our Lady and know that in her we find the perfect disciple of the Lord. We, we find in her the one who loved and served the Lord the best, and we can really turn to her and she can help us to, to hold fast to, to cling to Jesus Christ. Well, and I guess as a reminder, right, all the saints had a devotion to Mary. So if we think we're going to get to heaven and be a saint and be the only one without a devotion to Mary, we probably have another thing coming, don't we? Right. <laughs> exactly. We could say Our Lady has a good track record of making saints. Yeah. Yeah. And and for those who, uh, for some reason or another, don't don't have that relationship with her, then they, they really are missing out because it does bring us closer to her son and you know, I think, you know, even going back on when we're talking about the, the brown scapular, I think I remember reading one point back in the 1200s, right, the, the Carmelite order was afraid that it was not going to be around much longer. There were some issues going on within the church, and it was them turning to Our Lady that said, just, you know, put everything under my care. Everything will be all right. Yes, very much. In the history of the Carmelite order, we, we can see aspects of the church in different parts of the world where it looks as if the, the presence of the church was, was going to be lost, or or even sometimes at, at periods in the history of the church, the doctrinal ambiguity or, or, or widespread corruption uh, sometimes just seemed overwhelming. And yet, in each case, in every case, uh, the faithful turned to Our Lady, and, and she became the source of renewal, uh, rejuvenation to the gospel. And so in our own day, if we find struggles in our discipleship or, or difficulties in, in where the church is or whatever it might be, we can really turn to Our Lady and go find in her the sure path of how to respond and how to, of course, be a, a part of the solution, not, to, not a part of the continued problem. Well, I, I guess that falls under the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? We have the same concerns <laughs> in the church and what's going on and, you know, you know, corruption with the finances. And so it really, it, it does remind us that one, her son has everything under control, but two, she is our mother. Go to her and let her protect us and be our protector as as we continue to try to live out our faith, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, the last gift the Lord Jesus gave to us as he was literally suffocating to death on the cross was Our Lady, Behold Your Mother. And then early in the church, we see Our Lady there in the upper room, who and she received the, the Holy Spirit with the apostles, and she received her vocation at that time as mother of the church. So her responsibility is to care for the body of believers, to constantly lead us to her son, to give us both consolation and encouragement, 
she is our mother. She does all the things good mothers do. And of course, her task is to constantly bring us closer and closer to the Lord. Well, and, you know, a reminder is that, you know, this, the brown scapular is, is a sacramental that, that, that helps us and, and, and reminds us of the important things that Mary is our mother. She will protect us. She will lead us to her son. And that there really is no reason to worry. We need to continue to live our faith. And, and worrying only leads us astray and distracts us from where Mary's trying to lead us. Exactly. And the Lord was pretty clear. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, you know, it has its own worries. Uh, you know, look at the things today. Be attentive. You should look at, you know, all the flowers in the fields. Like, they're taken care of. They don't worry. Look at the birds of the air. They're taken care of. They don't worry. And Lord wants us to understand that message so that we can realize that he wants to care for us. And we can look to Our Lady as the perfect example that all the anxieties and tribulations of her life, uh, she ever worried. Uh, she rarely turned to our Lord her son and we're called to do likewise to to see in him the, the sure rock in the midst of instability to see that his cross stands firm as the world spins so very much i think we can accept the invitation that you know this is one of the benefits we can say of of having faith right so we want to make sure we cling to the lord and you know, don't let ourselves become absorbed with worry worry just leads to misery and desolation and discouragement and anger and bitterness and uh, those spirits don't belong in the heart of a Christian, uh, right? Well, we see enough of that in this world. Yeah, I mean, we see enough of that in this And I think that's one of the you know the beauties about the book you put together. Um, it, it really does help recenter us and, and remind us of the importance of growing in our faith and being faithful and, and, and not being affected by all the outside influences that are going on. What what prompted you to put this book together at this time? Yeah, so I, I've always had a devotion to the Browns Capital since I was in high school. So as a, a young teenager, I was just captivated by the scapular. I think in large part because so many parts of our, our discipleship are, are spiritual, and yet the scapular is something that is both uh, you know spiritual, of course, but, but physical. So we literally wear it on our bodies. So the scapular has always been a part of my discipleship. I've, I've always encouraged it as as a, as a believer, but also as a priest, especially. I've always promoted and pushed uh, the brown scapular because I think in a secular age, we need reminders. And the scapular literally sitting on our body reminds us that we are consecrated to Jesus Christ through Our Lady, that we follow a different path. We carry His yoke. You know, the scapula almost even looks like, you know, a symbolic yoke that we wear on our shoulders. And so every day that scapula is a reminder that, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about Jesus Christ. I'm going to follow His way and remain faithful to Him. I, I'm going to love Him and, and, and speak about Him and, and speak about moral truth and talk about prayer. I will not let myself be silenced. Uh, so oftentimes what happens is you know, people want to pray in one world but live in another. And, and, and that's secularism. That, that's not how we live as Christians. The Lord said, go and teach all nations. So I think this capital is important in every generation. I think in our own, it's so important because it can be a help to remind us every day that we are Christians, that we follow Jesus Christ. And every day it kind of keeps us aware of the secularism around us. And secularism tells us we can live a perfectly good life without God. That's a lie. That's a lie. So we need the scapular. It can help us in many different ways, in particular, just reminding us 
about who we follow and that we were going to, we we're going to talk about him. We are not going to be ashamed of the Lord Jesus. So again, for many different reasons, I think the scapula can be very helpful to Christians today. Well, we need, we need those reminders, right? It's like, you know, pictures of the sacred heart of Jesus in our home. We shouldn't just keep walking by, you know, when we see those and we see the brown scapula, when we see these things, it reminds us of who we are and that we're, this is not our home and that we have work to do and it, to be distracted and let all the outside influences lead us astray is really on us because we have everything we need, right? To be faithful, to be holy, and to remind us that the Lord has given us everything we need, including a mother to watch over us. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can, and I tell you, the more that we claim that, that inheritance that, that really has been won for us by the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the more we claim that, I think the the more we're going to find our life being more harmonious. Because when we try to live di- being different people in different situations, so we're so pious at church, but then we're ashamed of Jesus at work, and we don't want to talk about moral truth in our neighborhoods and so on. When we start to live fragmented lives, it leads to tension and ambiguity, uh, certainty. We, 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 we become lost and, and almost strangers to ourselves. But when we start to say, no, this is who I am, no matter where I am, then we find that harmony, that peace in our souls. First, because we're remaining faithful and we're holding to Jesus Christ, but also because we become more integrated. We, we are truly ourselves in every situation. We don't have to keep remembering, okay, who can I be or what am I supposed to be in this situation? What can I say in this situation? It's like, no, I, I am who I am, as St. Paul tells us. And I think that that call to integrity that comes with faith can be very liberating. Well, and trying to live a bipolar existence, right? It just, even even just thinking about it makes our heads hurt. Yet, yet we tend to do that. Like you said, we're one way on Sunday and then the rest of the week we're, we're ashamed to show who we are. And uh, how do we lead people to Christ if we're ashamed to show people who we are? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think that little, you know, that little scapula that we wear, uh, I know for myself sometimes, and I've worn it since, I was mentioning since high school, and you know, sometimes the scapula will move, you know, during the day or something or shift and, and sometimes it'll catch me off guard. I'm like, Whoa, what is that? <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, um, and whenever that happens, it, to me, I just see it as, uh, kind of a providential reminder of, of God's presence. And so I use those opportunities to, to say a quick prayer or to you know, lift my mind to, to divine things. And, and, and I think in the midst of you know, a fallen world and a secular world, we need those. We, we need to, be reminded about Jesus Christ. We live, we live in a world, as shockingly as it is, that doesn't speak about God, that doesn't speak about divine things, that is waging war against moral truth, that doesn't want to talk about prayer. And, and yet, in the midst of that, here we are, people who believe in these things, stake our lives on, on Jesus Christ and on divine truth. And so even that, that small shifting and movement of the scapula can be, you know, that, that very almost petty reminder, but serious reminder that God is with us and to use those opportunities in, in, in many different ways, wherever they might be, but to use these opportunities to really remind ourselves of, of his presence with us and, and to make that act of prayer and that act of uh, faithfulness. But we can never have too many reminders, that's for sure. And so, you know, looking at the book, it's it's really a, a nine-day preparation. It's it's set up as, you know, almost like a nine-day novena. Um, yes. What is, 
what is what is the structure of each day? So that somebody you know thinks you know this is interesting. What what should they expect when they get the book to see kind of how is each day structured? Yes, yes. So so I would say that uh, first I want to just kind of give the disclaimer that there's actually no formal preparation for investors or investors right. capital. So the Carmelite Order has has no formal preparation. Um, you asked earlier about why I promote the scapular, and we talked about why it's so important. It's a sign of consecration, and 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 really, people began to reach out to me again because I promote the brown scapular and saying, "Well, what do I do to prepare?" Because oftentimes, you know, they're thinking, "Well, the Marian consecration, I have to prepare for 33 days. Shouldn't I do <laughs> some type of preparation for this important thing? The the this investiture of the brown scapular." So more and more that that came up, and I thought, well, you know. Every good sacramental is meant to fan and the flame the graces of our baptism. So the, that is where we were consecrated to Jesus Christ. Every of the sacramentals, a reminder, points back to that consecration that happened at baptism. So I, I thought, well, you know what? Let me let me use the six baptismal promises. So those so six baptismal promises are, are the six bullet points of what it means to be a Christian, that I will not fall into sin. I will not accept the, the lies of sin. I, I denounce the evil one. I believe in the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Six promises. So I used those. I broke them up over the nine days. And nine days I chose just because of the traditional nine-day novena. So that's in the minds of, of Catholics. And so I just broke those up over the nine days and, and created uh, this preparation drawing from the spiritual treasure of the church. And, and to your question, Deacon, each chapter is a day. And the chapters are broken up in preparation, teaching, and then spiritual exercises. The preparation is important because, again, we're shifting, you know, our minds. We go from a secular age where we're fighting for, you know, supernatural realities and for divine truths, and we're we're suddenly trying to shift from the secular back into the supernatural, and we're trying to be in a posture of prayer. So we have to prepare for that, and especially at the turn to the Holy Spirit. So there's the preparation. This the okay. This is going to be some prayer time. I'm, I'm going to focus on this, and we have to prepare. And then the second part of the teachings, and and that's just drawn from the treasury of the church, the catechism of the Catholic Church, of course, the sacred scriptures. And I use pastoral stories or, you know, some humor to illustrate some very important points about our faith. And so the teaching is, is the application, like what, what's going on? Why is this important? Uh, what 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 is the reality that's being introduced? What is this part of our faith? And then the last part are the spiritual exercises. And, and Deacon, I, I pack that part at the end of each chapter. And I put in there, no one's expected to do all of the spiritual exercises. So I put in there all kinds of different prayer methods from composition of place to Pustinia to Lexio Divina. Talk about how we can draw things from the Mass, the Rosary, the Stations of the Cross. I put as much as I can. I pack that part of each chapter. And I call, you know, invite the person to choose or select what resonates with them. So again, no one's expected to do all of that part of each chapter. And so... That last part, though, is, is kind of the, the real work. So we can say we have the preparation, you know, the teaching that kind of prepares our souls and, and our hearts. And then there's that encounter, the actual prayer. And, and that's for each day of nine days. And then, uh, please God, the investiture. And I will say people have asked, well, if I've already been invested, can I still do this? And my response is, yes, anyone at any point can be devotionally reinvested in the scapular. You're, you're only invested once in the scapular, but you can be devotionally reinvested. Just as we devotionally renew our baptismal promises, 
you can devotionally be reinvested. So if someone says, I'm invested. When I was invested, I, I didn't do much. It didn't mean much to me. Can I do this again? Absolutely. Sure, do the nine days and then ask a priest to devotionally reinvest you. You know, when you, when you go through each day and, and you look at this, it, it just screams out at you that this is a, a great, uh, great prayer, a great opportunity to do this as a family, right? We have so many things that distract us and keep us from doing things together. This would be a great opportunity for uh, parents, especially parents with younger children, to really engage them and, and, and do this as a, as a family event. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I love that you said that, Deacon, because if we get the family back to, 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 to the full living of the Christian faith, if families start praying together and doing these type of devotionals together, uh, then the church becomes stronger. So this is definitely one resource that can be available to the Christian family, uh, you know, parents and, and children together uh, preparing and then being invested or reinvested in the scapular. I, as you say this, I want to do backflips because that just fills me with such joy because that's, <laughs> that, that's the church at her best. Uh, so definitely this can be a resource to parents and, and to the Christian family. I'll also say this can be a resource to groups of friends. Like you know, I've heard of mm-hmm. secular Franciscan groups that are interested in doing this, uh, uh, you know, rosier groups and, and, and care facilities and, and assisted living uh, facilities that, that are expressing interest in doing this. So this could be the family first and foremost, and then and other groups of faithful who want to come together. You know, Lord said two or three are gathered. He's there with them and, and with us. And, and so I think other groups as well, like this can be a resource. And someone says, well, what if we're doing a devotion? Does it have to be nine straight days? No, it could be, of course, nine straight days. That's the ideal. But someone could do it one day a week. So Tuesdays, they do one day for nine weeks or for some, it could be once a month. Like their group only meets monthly. They can do it nine months, especially if it's a devotional practice, you know, and the group has already been invested. So the book can be as versatile and flexible as a group or especially a family would want it or need it to be. Well, you know, you mentioned spiritual exercises and it reminds me because we just had Father Tim Gatter on not too long ago. Uh, you know, rule five of the Ignatian spirituality of spiritual exercises Whatever you do when you're in desolation, don't give up prayer. Don't change, you know, keep going to mass. Don't give up your, your spiritual life. And this is one way to keep, to remind us that how important prayer is and how important our spiritual life is. When things get rough, this, this book would fit perfectly for somebody who's struggling right now to kind of recenter themselves. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, as you say, Deke, I can imagine like some of those struggling in their discipleship or, or maybe fighting with, with a particular sin or, or maybe a married couple that, you know, the marriage is, is really, you know, kind of you know, on the rocks and, 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 and they're looking for something. They, 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 you know, they, they're looking at other resources. Maybe they got some marriage counseling, but, but they're looking for something else. And, and this can be the opportunity for renewal. So again, to the individual or to a family or to a married couple, uh, this can be the opportunity for renewal to just really commit to the Lord. So um, I think in particular, historically and traditionally, the, the scapular has also been very good in terms of sins against chastity. You know, so if there's anyone, you know, fighting, maybe uh, we see a widespread uh, problem with pornography in our country. Uh, you know, the scapular can be a resource to someone who's fighting that addiction, or it can be some other sexual sin, or maybe it's a married couple that's 
you know, struggle with marital chastity. Uh, Scapular historically, traditionally been very good in terms of that. So in whatever place we might be, wherever we might be, this book and especially the Scapular can be a great resource for renewal and return to the Lord Jesus. Well, and like I said, we've talked about this throughout the interview, right? That 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 is very evident in today's day and time, as you mentioned, pornography, right? I mean, all the things that are going on with, you know, the sexuality and people identifying themselves as, as a sexual being as opposed to a creation of God, it, all this does, does recenter us and does remind us that we are children of God, not children of this world. And I think this book really helps solidify that. And you're right. I mean, I think various groups, uh, families, marriages, I mean, there's really no one that this wouldn't fit. Um, what are the commitments that if, you know, when we get invested, investitured into the um, Brown scapular, what are those commitments that you talk about in the book that people put on the forefront and remind themselves, this is how I should act. Yes. Yes. So, so someone can fulfill certain commitments in which case they can receive more blessing. So if someone's listening and they're saying, look, it's taking everything right now in my life to just wear the scapular and, and take care of some other things, but then just devotionally and, and faithfully wear the scapular. Fine. Okay. But there are other things that can be done with the scapular that allow us to receive more blessings. So, for example, the daily praying of the rosary. Also, the living out of chastity according to our state life. Uh, also, other Marian devotions such as a morning offering. So every morning we wake up and we we make the morning offering. And, and the tradition for those who wear the scapular is that when you make your morning offering, while you're offering, while you're making that prayer, you kiss your scapular. So again, the scapular becomes a reminder to you throughout the day of that offering, that consecration that you've renewed in your morning prayers. So these are just some of the many devotions that are associated with the scapular. And the more they're fulfilled, the more we, you know, seek and, and, and resolve to, to do these various things, such as praying the rosary every day, but the more blessings we allow God to give us. So I want to say that the scapular can be as simple or as deep as the Christian person allows it to be. I think that's a good reminder, right? The deeper we go, the more we grow in our faith, the more we grow in our holiness, that vocation that we're all called to. And so you can start off and then just keep growing in devotion, keep growing in these exercises of commitment, you know, fasting and, and different things, because it does nothing but help us grow and conform our lives to Christ, right? Amen. Amen. St. Paul says it best in his letter to the Romans. He says, uh, brothers and sisters, I beg you by the mercies of God, off your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him, and to allow for the transformation of your mind, to not be conformed to this world, to allow for the transformation of your mind so that you might know what is good and beautiful and perfect to your Father in heaven. So there it is, body and soul, an oblation, the, the call of the Christian to be an oblation, a sacrifice, and offering to God. And so Mother Church blesses us with all these amazing opportunities to do that. So, of course, we rely on the grace of the sacraments given to us by the Lord Jesus, but then we have all these other sacramentals, the brown scapula, the rosary, consecration of the sacred heart, the divine mercy, all these beautiful, powerful devotions that are given to us in order to help us to do that, to fan the flame, every day go deeper in our discipleship, and every day more and more to try to die to ourselves so that we can live more faithfully for Jesus Christ. I mean, that, that's the Christian way. 
oftentimes I tell people, you know, we're not called and we weren't baptized to be pew warmers. <laughs> you know, we, we were baptized and we were called to be Christians. That means followers of Jesus Christ. We continue his way, the way of life he showed us. We continue that way until he returns in glory. Well, I think to that point, that's why after every mass, we're told to go, right? Get the heck out of there. Right, go in peace, glorifying the Lord. Get out of here and go share what you've just been given. And I think this reminds us, you know, it helped, that we need to be a witness. But the all the other thing is, right? We are the church militant. The church militant doesn't hide in its homes and just hope the world passes by and I can get to heaven. Right? It's it's the exact opposite. I got to go out into the world and be that light that I was called to be at my baptism. Amen. Amen. The Lord literally. I mean. Our tradition calls it the Great Commission. Literally, go and teach all nations and make disciples. So to your point, Deacon, that, yeah, we're, we're to be out there, the militant. We're, we're fighting for the gospel. We're, we're seeking to share the faith. We're, we're defending moral truth. We're, we're you know, uh, also defending beauty uh, and good things and so on. So, yeah, we're supposed to be out there. I sometimes tell people, look, if you come to the altar on the Lord's Day on Sunday, and you're not a little beaten up. You're not a little tired. Uh, you're not doing this right. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, because being a Christian in a fallen world, especially a secular world, um, we, we, we've got some fights. We're not going out looking for those fights. Uh, we, we seek harmony and peace with all men and women, but we live in a fallen world. There are times we have to speak truth, and we know the darkness doesn't like light. And so there are times that there is a battle, there is a fight, and we're willing to, to in peace, uh, to, to hold that line, to, to give defense to what is good and beautiful and sacred. Again, it's, a, it's, it's not complicated, and it's nothing that our Lord hasn't asked us to do or that Our Lady hasn't done, right? They both, they both were witnesses out into the world. So we're down to about the, the last minute, and I know these interviews always go so fast. Uh, I know this book's put out by Sophia Institute Press, but how can— people follow what you're doing, Father, and see some of the other books that you've put out. Yes, yes. So uh, my website, frkirby.com, uh, we try to put good resources on there for discipleship and, and update uh, people in terms of, of different projects I'm involved in. Also uh, on Twitter, I'm at, uh, at Father Kirby. So uh, they can uh, follow me on Twitter. It's my only uh, social media. So those are the two. And then my parish is on YouTube under Grace Lily Productions. And we provide a Bible study and some homilies and, and other resources that can be helpful. So YouTube, Grace Lily Productions. Well, Father, thanks again. Really appreciate uh, your time and really appreciate this book. And we encourage people to do this. What a great family opportunity to do things together and to grow in prayer and grow in our faith life. Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.